Hello and welcome to The Long and Windy Road. Our special guest for today is wonderful Ida, a social impact storyteller, photographer for lifestyle, headshots, and events. But before we dive into our interview conversation, as always, do not forget to stay connected with me at Fearless and Empowered on Instagram, as well as rate, review, and leave us any feedback right here on Apple Podcast. Well, today I am so glad that you could come on board with us, Ida. I am so excited to hear your longer windy road story. So thank you so much for being here. But before we actually like get into um, everything else, what I wanted for us to do is to quickly just ask you, like, who is Ida and what do you do? Ida is a photographer, video producer, that basically shows people the positive side of life and is authentic, real, and just tries to make everything positive, uplifting, and inspiring. That's amazing. Can you tell me a little bit more? Are you are you from Vancouver or where are you from exactly? Because I don't think I've ever asked you that, but I always notice an accent. I'm born in Poland. I moved mm. to Canada when I was five, and I grew up in Ontario, in Brantford, Ontario the home of Wayne Gretzky and Alexander Graham Bell. Um, and then I moved to Vancouver originally. Actually, I moved to Vancouver the first time when I was 19. No, I was 20. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to live in Vancouver. So I did not have a job. I did not have a house. <laughs> I barely had any money. I just booked my flight for a day and I went. It was an epic disaster. <laughs> but it got me out here. And because I did that, I actually ended up landing a pretty sweet job, which flew me back there mm. with um, a place to stay, a job. And yeah, that's how my career kind of started. Wow. <laughs> so this is even better than I was planning to, because now I want to, I want to hear about your long and windy road story to how you actually like got so encouraged or motivated to then start your own photographic you know like company so tell us what were you doing what was your life before and what sort of journey have you been on that got you here well photography has always been a part of my life because Mm -hmm. my dad's a photographer okay but growing up like we're immigrants so English wasn't his first language so he did do photography um he took courses when we were little and then he started doing weddings at his system Mm -hmm. but he wasn't able to make it into a full-time job so I never imagined it that it would be a full-time job so I just never considered it Mm -hmm. it was back then, it was like film, and it was a whole different thing for photography. So I just never thought that that would be it. Yeah. And then I got like a one of those point-and-shoot cameras. <laughs> and my job at the time was pretty fun. I was an activity coordinator for an ESL school. So mm-hmm. my job was basically to make foreigners have fun in Canada with like trips and parties and adventures. And so I take pictures of everything. I have uh, my camera, my uh, digital camera in a sock (laughs) that I would easily be able to pull out. And I'd like take pictures with it. I was so excited about it. And I decided to like explore Canada. So I flew out to um, Halifax Mm -hmm. and EEI. And on the way home, uh, back to Vancouver, I stopped at my parents' house. And my dad, he saw like this passion for photography that had grown in me and he gave me his DSLR. Wow. 
Yeah, that was in 2009. And he gave me like his own, like he had film camera left, but mm-hmm. he gave me like his digital camera. Mm-hmm. And I destroyed that thing. It got <laughs> to the point where the trigger no longer worked because I took so many pictures with it. So, well, <laughs> well, that's amazing though. That's how you know you've actually like well spent the gift. So that's really good. So since that moment of when he gave it to you, that was when you started taking pictures. Were you doing it professionally um, as part of a, you know, from a, from a wedding perspective or uh, engagement shoot? So what was like your first gig? So I'm one of those people that I'm not going, like, I need to have steps to, like, make myself comfortable at something. Mm -hmm. So initially, I knew I had to do free shoots. Okay. So my first gig, I put up ads on uh, Craigslist (laughs) asking for male actors, males, because they're hot, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) who did, like, headshots or, like, band shots. So I did, like, band and, like, hot actors Mm -hmm. and, like. Cause it was free anyway, so I yeah. might as well have fun. Uh-huh. So I, so I started doing like more music type things because it was fun, and you can like they always wanted like photos, and it was fun to go out and <laughs> see meet other people. Yeah. So that's how I got started. <laughs> oh my goodness! But no, that's amazing. And so far, the journey has been. What has it been like for you? Um. Well, uh, honestly, it's been like a roller coaster. So like, I find that like. I knew that photography was what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how I was going to make that work. Mm -hmm. Like I remember a decade ago, Googling how to be a photographer and there was (laughs) nothing to show you. So I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? So like I decided that the best thing to do is just to start shooting and become noticed. Mm -hmm. So I went, I lived in Europe for a while. Um, I lived with my grandma. Mm-hmm. So I would like take most of my days just walking around practicing photography. Yeah. And then when I moved back to Ontario, I went to um, school. And while I was in school, um, everybody all of a sudden wanted me to do photos for them. <laughs> so that's how like my business started. It got to the point where it made no sense to work like my part-time job at sports check, which mm-hmm. made me like what, 40 bucks for four hours. Yeah. First, like doing a shoot when I was still charging like 50 to 70 bucks for a shoot. It was mm-hmm. still more worth it to do that shoot. So yeah. I just like kept going. But like within my career though, I think it's pivoted so many times. Mm. Like I started with headshots and actors and music uh, at the same time, I did get have like my first big project was for that ESL school. Mm-hmm. So from that, I went from like activity coordinator to photographer, and I worked with them quite a lot. Wow. So I had like um, paid clients. They actually scored me a sick job in Madrid. Wow. I had like a month of job <laughs> taking pictures in Madrid, like mm-hmm. flight, everything included. It was pretty epic. I was not a good photographer yet, but they believed in me. Exactly. It was the owner's uh, wife who thought I had like an eye yeah and she was artistic, so she got me this like sweet job that's incredible but, yeah but like it was all like and then like when I moved back to Brantford I would just start like I wanted to do event photos mm-hmm. so I just attended all the photos or sorry attended all the events and I took photos mm-hmm. later that year I was able to um sell all those pictures to tourism Brantford like after the fact and I'm like they just bought 12 gigs of my photos that's awesome <laughs> 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 like people are starting to like this and the best thing though is not how you talk about your photos but mm-hmm. is how other people talk about your photos okay i've noticed that like other people will like 
be like, see something in. I'm like, cool. I didn't even notice that. Or like they see some kind of artistic part in it. You're like, oh yeah. yeah. Sounds better when you talk about it. <laughs> so that's good to actually always have like feedbacks, you know, from the people you're working from, you know, like or working mm-hmm. with anyway, because it's nice to just sort of like bounce off those different perspective anyway, because from the sound of it, you had your own idea, they had your own, you know, idea of what they could see. And the same thing with life in general, right? When you're working on something, a business or a project, what you think is also going to be different from like a friend or a business mentor, a business coach, and they might end up saying, oh, maybe you should try it this way, or maybe you should try it that way, because you're really good at this, you know, this particular skills. But that's amazing. So tell us about lead magnets. What is lead magnets exactly? Oh, so a lead magnet is um, something, it's like a way to get people's email address. So mm-hmm. it's like something that you offer them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, it's like the basic for online marketing. Okay. So if you look online and it's like, you can see a challenge or like download this guide to whatever. Mm. That's the lead market. So what's the, the lead market? Mm, lead magnet. I can't even say it. I'm calling it a bad <laughs> I know. I didn't even say it earlier either. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, after, like, I've wanted to, like, move my business online for the longest time. And mm-hmm. I know that that's something that I need. But I think one of the hard parts is because I've pivoted so much in my business, like, to try to figure out who I'm actually trying to kind of clients I'm trying to go for mm-hmm. because from like 10 years ago I was happy doing families I was like happy photographing weddings I was happy when I was doing tourism stuff or mm-hmm. other brand stuff but now it's more the video that gets me or like telling authentic stories and getting yeah. true and meaningful with people mm-hmm. so I think like as your career evolves so does what you're doing mm-hmm. and I thought like, this is like the perfect time for me to actually put forward my like my marketing and like I feel like I'm at a place where I'm comfortable and I'm, I feel like what I'm doing is right and it mm-hmm. feels right yeah that's amazing because it takes a while for us as you know for, for anybody to actually get to that place where they feel so comfortable within your career within your profession to feel like you know what I'm at the place where I wanted to be for such a long time because you, you hear about it, but it's always so, it's so vague, like the story behind it, like how did you get there? But so beautiful hearing it from your end and how your windy road has brought you to this particular place of comfortability. And that's amazing. So is this something you're going to be able to add as well to your many things in your curriculum that you'll be offering to clients? So what what this whole Corona thing has uh, put forward to me is like <laughs> I've always wanted to move online, uh-huh. and this is the point like where I can actually move online. Yeah. To back it up a little bit, uh, for that ESL school I worked at, mm-hmm. I did do two years of teaching, okay. and I have taught workshops before. And every time I actually partnered with an art gallery once, and I used to teach photography workshops there. Mm-hmm. And every time I would finish teaching I would get such a high I love the way like I can get people to finally understand lighting and like my students still message me all the time which is <laughs> that's amazing awesome. yeah that's why yeah. you're doing this and I'm not doing the teaching because I have no patience you see because for me in teaching I'm usually the one where I'm just like I tell you once please try and get it 
That's why I never went into teaching. Thank God I stuck with science because I would have not have made it that far. But it's good. We need people. I like have you. no patience in real life. <laughs> like really, I just I just have patience. Like I just like seeing people get things. Yeah, um, and like I like talking about what I know. And sometimes like we don't realize how much we actually know about a topic mm-hmm. until we teach someone. We're like, oh wait, you don't know any of this? Like, oh. That's awesome. I can show you how all this works. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's absolutely amazing. So filming, you studied like, or you did a a filming sort of like a course. How was that for you exactly? How did you find that experience? So um, basically, I moved to Vancouver because, okay, so back it up a bit. So after I got into photography, um, I wanted, like, I started getting clients asking me to do video. Mm -hmm. I was going to go back to school for advertising so that I can sell my photos. Mm-hmm. But the last minute, uh, when I was applying, I decided to go pick like a random thing that I've always wanted to do, but would never even think <laughs> of. Not? So I picked television broadcasting. Yeah. And the last minute, I switched into television. So I took like a television broadcasting course uh-huh. with the goal to work in television. And that just didn't work the way I wanted it to, mainly because of timing and me getting too many gigs and it conflicting. Mm -hmm. But um, when I moved, I moved back to Vancouver in 2017. Mm -hmm. When I moved here, I was not going to be okay without running my full-time business without giving the film industry a good chance. Yeah. So I went to school at Capilano again, and I went to the grip course. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to be a grip. Because the, re- the grip is a uh, part of lighting. So grip does the shadow shading and the camera movement. And mm-hmm. then lighting brings the lights and lights it up, the yeah. electricity. Yeah. So I just wanted to learn how to light better. <laughs> so I thought it was like so interesting. I was so into lighting. And then I started working in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, a lot of the people that were in that department, they didn't care about lighting. They just wanted to do a physical job where like a few people do, but like most of them just want to do the physical job. They like the money and they're there to like set it up. They're builders. They're not lighters. Mm-hmm. And so it just, get, and the year that I tried to get in was just a bad year. Oh. Like it, I was just waiting for calls, but it wasn't happening. Yeah. And then I started getting like more people requesting me to, do video for them yeah and I'm like I'm not like a grip like I don't want to work on other people's projects I want to create the projects yeah so that's when I like really started like putting going forward with my business because I I needed to know if I could make it there first mm-hmm. before I could commit to myself yeah. and like really be ready to go forward yeah and now like I still want to take calls and go in there because I'm the one with my notepad writing down all the right lighting <laughs> setups, paying attention to it. I like walk around my notebook. Everyone thinks I'm silly. What am I writing and lighting setup? But that's amazing though, because I know you mentioned that when you were, you know, applying that you won't get in the calls, but I'm sure you look at it now and you look back then and you're like, you know what? That just wasn't your time. It wasn't your time. And this, you know, was your time because look at where you are now. You're in a place where you can accept this into your life and be able to take more, um, have more freedom and more control to navigate the way it all works out for you. And of course, with the way the world is going, you can now create and focus more on your own personal project, which from the sound of it, it's a very positive note. But 
we'll be getting some advice and tips from how you're coping with all this self-isolation in a bit. But uh, I just wanted to highlight a little bit more about, you know, your your how we met a little bit, because to think that I've been admiring your work from afar, because I think I saw uh, someone had tagged you on a, on a on a picture on Instagram. And I was like, oh, wonderful, Ida. I was like, first of all, let's go back a minute. How did you come up with that name, wonderful Ida? Like, so it's actually um, my high school email and how it came to be. Because <laughs> I, I was in grade 10, but I really wanted to learn entrepreneurship. So uh-huh. I took like a grade 11 entrepreneurship class. And in there, we had to make our own business. Yeah. And my business was Wonderful Me, a fitness center <laughs> okay. in Victoria. Because I wanted to do like fitness stuff. Uh-huh. And then I turned into my email, Wonderful Ida. <laughs> and then I just continued with it. Because like when I was naming my business, no one can say Ida Damovich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, have a problem also, I won't say it because I have a reputation on my podcast of pronouncing people's last name very poorly. So yeah, I would have never said no that. <laughs> with wonderful Ida so yeah I think it's amazing I think it's amazing it's unique it's uh it stands out absolutely stands out because I saw that and I was like oh this is interesting so I clicked on it and I was like okay definitely reach out to her about like pictures and stuff and you know the world would have it that we would end up actually then crossing paths at Dress for Success at the workshop when I was doing the facilitating there at that point and then it was like (laughs) oh, I've been admiring you from afar, trying to reach out to you, never ever finding the time to do so. And here you are, you know, like, (laughs) you know, and I thought it was so amazing that we were able to just connect straight away there. And we just got chatting and you sent me some of your portfolio in like, you know, you know, your portfolio for your business, which by the way, I am still considering. And when all of this is gone, we should try and see when we can do that photo shoot. But I think it's so amazing how, how much you've literally poured into your business and how much you've actually like put and invested in yourself to get to this point. And that's truly very helpful. But um, one thing that I wanted to also like, you know, say a little bit, and this is just out of questions, you know, that this is out of our podcast uh, listeners, but that's to say congratulations on your, on your engagement. And uh, I think it's amazing. And guys, she's engaged. And and I'm just going to try to get her to say here about just give us a, a, a quick summary of your engagement story, because I saw the video of how he proposed and how he created it. But I don't want to ruin it by trying to, re, you know, reimagine what I saw. But just go right ahead and tell us about that beautiful engagement. So I actually picked out my ring like a few years ago Ooh. and I, I, I showed it to him. I have like business cards for the ring around his desk. I like took like 10 business cards from her and I'm like, just get it, just get it. Oh, and so I didn't think he actually got it, but um, he bought it like last June when I went home for a week mm-hmm. and it's sitting on his desk uh, in a little box, wow. um, like a, what is it? Like a chest, mm-hmm. like a treasure chest, little yes. treasure chest. Um, and he had a setup for two toys, like two action figures, one proposing to the other. <laughs> and he's been asking me for like, it's been sitting on the shelf for like, seriously, since last June. And I did not put one and two together. Oh my and gosh. So he's been asking me to go outside and take toy photos for like, since last June. And none of the times has it been good. Like, no, nope, it just didn't work out. Yeah. And so uh, uh, he was about to fly home. 
And I'm like, no, you can't fly home. And I'm like, try to do, because he was, well, everything was starting to do with the coronavirus. Yeah. I'm like, try to do everything in my power to like get him to stay. So I'm like, okay, let's go do this toy shop, this toy photography. Mm-hmm. So we finally got out there. We went to the park and we do the first setup. It's like nothing. And the second <laughs> setup, and it's like the proposal. And he's like, I'm like, I look at him. I'm like, oh, this would be funny. This would kind of be like how you propose, wouldn't it? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, let me take some pictures. And he like, he's like, open the chest. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, just open. I'm like, ah. I open it. And I'm like, yep, there it is. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> so I'm just like, did this really happen? Like, mm-hmm. oh. We had we had we were there with like a camera. We were taking pictures the whole time, of but course. I was like, went so for the shoot. I couldn't even like figure out what was happening. So like <laughs> we had to go back the next day to take some pictures there, so I can have an announcement picture <laughs> because I was just like I'm just like wait 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 this is really happening. Like uh-huh. I didn't even answer. Like is this really happening? Like right now this yeah. is this it? <laughs> oh my goodness! No, that is absolutely beautiful. I think it's so great. You're going to the park with an idea of actually like capturing some animation, you know, like figurines, uh, photography for that. And then you come back home, engage. I think it's such a beautiful story. And don't think about how, you know, this will be so interesting for your children one day when you're telling them, you know, in the future or just your friends and family as well about how he's been trying to do this for a year and you had all of this in your house and you didn't put those together. And I feel, I feel you. I literally did. And uh, cause my story, I had post-it notes uh, in the room. I came out and I'm walking around directions and directions, you know, in my little towel after a shower. And I didn't completely understand what was happening. I just thought this is like, cause everybody who knows me know I love post-it notes. So for me, it was just another day of my lovely man, like rendering me with some love notes or whatever messages he had up. So I'm walking around, the magazine is there and it's like flipping around. But of course I had no clue, right? But anyway, it's just the same thing. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love that. So congratulations on your engagement. I hope this is going to be a new beautiful chapter for you both. And uh, truly, I just can't wait to actually see what the future holds for you. But before we go, please just leave us with some encouragement on how you are sort of coping with self-isolation and what's keeping you going. So what would be like a two to three advice that you can give to someone right now who might also need that helpful tip to keep? you know, to stay motivated in this, uh, in this uncertain time. So number one, this is the perfect time to make habits. Mm-hmm. So whatever like habit or routine that you've always wanted to do, but have procrastinated because other stuff got in the way yeah. do it now because nothing else is getting in your way. Mm-hmm. For example, I started biking um, March 1st and I started going for a bike ride every morning mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> and if other things came into play and I had other jobs, I probably wouldn't have gone. Yeah. But because it was just that and like nothing else, I was able to keep going with it. And like, I'm going to keep going with it now. <laughs> so anything that you want to like plan or like actually do and get used to, mm-hmm. this is the time. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's really good. So you heard it, guys. Start doing something that you need to do that you've been putting off for a long time. It's written a book or probably like starting meditation, yoga, exercise, or even riding a bike. There you have it. Start it right now. I don't know how to cycle. I won't even take that on board because I tried and I was a grown ass woman and I fell to my knees and cried in public while my neighbor ran to my rescue with some ice. And since then, 
I've literally just left my bicycle with my training wheels. Granted, as a 29-year-old woman, I had training wheels. Don't judge me, people. I tried. I just, I cannot do it. I don't see the passion. I don't see the fun of it, you know? I love it because of the wind going on. It's it. like snowboarding. Oh, that's like, it. Without the mountain. <laughs> that's exactly what I do love about it when I see people who are so skilled at it. Just the wind blowing in their hair and how they're like cycling with their arms off the wheel and they're just casually, you know, showing off. And I'm there like, oh, what a show off. But I'm glad that that's also like something that you've been able to, you know, take on board so far. But please tell us, where can we find you? And so we can, you know, we can support you and your business. Where, what sort of platform can we find you on social media, web page? Can you, can you tell us what they are? Yeah, so my website's wonderfulida.ca. And I'm pretty much wonderful Ida on everything. So <laughs> it's wonderful underscore Ida on Instagram and wonderful Ida on Facebook. Amazing. And don't worry, guys, as always, this information will be all listed with the hyperlink um, directly to Wonderful Ida's page on this podcast description. So you don't have to write them down right here. You can just go and look at that description after this and copy them and or just click directly. But I wanted to say thank you so much again, Ida, or wonderful Ida, for coming on board. I'm so glad that regardless of what is going on, we are still able to find time to connect with people that are so dear to us. And thank you so much for sharing your service, your expertise, and and congratulations again on your engagement. And thank you for coming to the Long and Windy Road podcast and being our guest today. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. And thank you, good listeners. I hope you guys have truly enjoyed this episode. And you have been listening to the Long and Windy Road podcast. And until next time, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day.